Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. Hey, man. It's, How's it going? It's going good. We've got exciting news today. I've been playing a new game. It's it's a it's been a good past couple days. I'm really excited to talk to you about what I've been playing. Um, cool. But also, um, just for our small amount of uh, banter at the beginning, today was the first day of San Diego Comic Con, and there's been a lot of cool stuff coming out of there. Um, it was. I imagine we'll over the weekend we'll probably get some. Hopefully, get some exciting. Uh, video gaming news, but certainly a lot of pop culture news. Yeah, if you're into that kind of stuff. There's apparently a Spyro panel this weekend. Um, oh, nice! And some other stuff. So, um, I mean, I w- I would expect that maybe DC has an announcement. Hopefully, um, and I don't think that Marvel is at Comic Con this year uh, because they mainly do stuff at D twenty three now. Right. So, but there, there's, there's a lot more room for potential cool announcements um, that we could see in gaming. Um, and a lot of people bandwagon on weekends like this to announce gaming news because there's a lot of overlap there, which is yeah, why I don't I know, feel bad about talking about it. I know that um, uh, Square Enix, at least for Kingdom Hearts 3, has a bit of a presence there. So I doubt they're going to show anything new, but, you know, that's, yeah. that's, it's on the table. Yeah, there's. Um, they did announce today, um, I'm going to pre-order it tomorrow, um, a full-size prop replica Keyblade that's exclusive to GameStop. It's oh, like, Lord. It's like 40 bucks, but it's really cool is it, looking. Is it just the Kingdom Key? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's none of the special keys. Um, it's the old classic kingdom key. Which... It should be one of those that that Toy Story keyblade that transforms into a claw, <laughs> or a yo-yo, or is that the yeah. Monsters Inc. one? I think that's the Monsters Inc. Yeah. one. Yeah. Oh no, there's so many cool transformations with the new one coming up that yeah, um, that would that would be a lot to get into. Um, but yeah, so uh, keep a, keep a, keep your eye out. We'll post stuff to our Twitter this weekend if there's anything super interesting, and that's at Suplex the Sticks. We run polls on there sometimes to see what you guys think. They get votes every once in a while, so uh, keep your eye out. It'll be fun to interact with you guys. Um, but let's get into what we played, because I have been playing a new game that... I found out through the reviews was it's been kind of this weird controversial game and that people don't know how to feel about it. Uh, but I'm in the, I'm in the first, like I might be in the honeymoon phase. I'm, but I'm in the first five hours. I'm just about to get my fourth party member. Uh, but I've been playing a uh, project Octopath Traveler, it's which no Seth is about to remind me it's not project. But they called it's a, it that. It's a fully released game. It's no longer a project. They called it that for so long. That's just yeah. In but my that's brain not the name. It it's not the name. So it's Octopath Traveler. You don't call your Switch the NX. I mean, I might. I would be wrong calling it that. But um, so uh, it's Octopath Traveler, and I. 
I started with something that was comfortable with me. I started with Olberic, who is the knight character. And mm. I traveled left. Like, all, all eight characters are kind of in a circle around you. Um, so I traveled left, and I got Primrose, who is the dancer. And um, it's Alwyn or Alfwyn. I can't remember if there's an F in there or not. Uh, but he's the apothecary. And now... Um, I honestly can't remember the name of the guy that I'm getting now because uh, we were getting ready for the podcast while I was doing a lot of his story, um, his opening, but it's the thief. Uh, so he's going to be my fourth party member. But I've been really enjoying this game. The, the path actions are really neat and add a cool level of interaction with NPCs that a lot of games I feel don't have. So that's very fun. Uh, Cause you can, so like as, as Olberic, you can fight the NPCs and challenge them to duels. And seems kind of rude it, just to go up to some, some NPC and be like, I'm going to fight you. So yeah, it's very weird because, and, and it doesn't limit it. So like there's a character in the first town, this isn't really a spoiler. And the kit it's a it's a single mother of this child that looks up to you and you can challenge her to a duel and it's like <laughs> i feel i feel bad hitting this woman but i need experience so i i have to do it and it's it's so odd and like there's this town old guy and he's like well i'll i'll do the best i can against you and it's like you're an old man oh, uh, lord but, but i'm going to assault you and this doesn't seem very chivalrous so, uh, what's worse about it, honestly, if you, if you really want to get to what's terrible about it, is after you beat them, they lay on the ground with stars floating above their head. And the only dialogue they say after that is, ugh, because you beat them <laughs> half to death. Yeah, I mean, they're, ba- they're rarely conscious. And so, yeah, it, that's, that's a little bit problematic. Um, but the, the other path options I have so far is, uh, um, as the dancer, you can like, you can try to convince townspeople to come with you and she uses them like summons, which is strange. (laughs) So like, you'll, you'll get this old man to travel with you and he has a fire spell that he knows. Mm. And so... (laughs) So you can just be like, summon old townsperson. And that'll be the only description they give you. No name. It'll say old townsman. And he'll fly out of the corner of the screen and shoot a fireball at the enemies. Um, and you can only have one person at a time. But they that's hers. And the apothecary can heal people, of course. And talk. He like can discern if people are telling the truth or not. Um, truth serum yeah it's kind of that his has been the most boring so far like he can glean information Mm, um with his drugs yeah probably and he's a drug lord and the thief can of course steal from people so naturally um it's uh it's interesting i'm excited to get to see what the other four characters can do and really build out my party to uh, see to suit my play style which is the the other thing I like about this game 
is it really lends itself to the lazy RPG player in that it, and not a lot of RPGs I feel have this, but it has a it has an optimized button, so you don't have to pay attention to what items you equip. You just hit optimize and it'll equip the best ones mm-hmm. to your character. I prefer to be very staunch and like pay attention to that, but I know other people that they don't want to bother with that. That's probably the last part of the RPG they like. They just like the battle system. And so they just want to hit optimize and go. So that's that's there if you um if you wish to use it. And it's it's beautiful. I I don't know if I can speak more than the screenshots which at this point if you haven't done so go play the 3 hour free demo because you can carry over your save into the actual game once you buy it even if you buy it physically um or digitally go play that so you can get a feel of how this game plays and how beautiful it is cuz it's it is worth every penny so far to me i I have just been playing this whenever I can. It's been a a crazy week, out, kind of out of nowhere, but it's been really nice to just sit and play and enjoy, and the music is really calming and um, enjoyable, and I've been just having a, a great time with it. Um, it. It does kind of bum me out because I thought maybe I would need little breaks in between, and I bought Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker the same day. And I was like, oh, I'll just play the puzzle game in between playing uh, Octopath Traveler. And no, I've just been wanting to play Octopath Traveler. So yep. that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, Be lucky if you ever even touch Captain Toad. Oh, no, no. I That's that's next. It's definitely in the pipeline. Um, um, unless you buy a game after, after Octopath. <laughs> So I I have a new game syndrome that I want to talk about, but I don't want to do it while we talk about what we've been playing. Okay. But we'll talk about it before <laughs> right. the news section. Um, okay. But uh, side note, we'll do a half. Uh, Marianne, I got her a Switch last Friday because I knew that I would have to bite the bullet eventually because she wanted to play Pokemon. And uh, Best Buy was running a special deal. So I went ahead and got her a Switch and surprised her and got her Mario. And she is already almost done with Mario Odyssey uh, a week nice. later. She has, Crushing not, it. she has not stopped playing it. And she, um, the only thing she has had me help her with, and I, I just did it for her, was that stupid uh, rolling race where you're the panda and you're rolling. Oh, that was so fun. The, the polar bear. Not she, really a polar bear or a panda. Yeah. He's more like a gorilla type thing. <laughs> um, but she, that was the only thing that I did for her. Um, and Come on, Marianne. You're better than that. <laughs> um, but after, so after I did it for her, I showed her how I did it. And it made more sense. She just kept trying to bounce her way through it and didn't know that you could just roll. Um, because all the NPCs in that are bouncing and you can just roll and not bother with the bouncing and accurately get through the, the level. I suppose. So, um, the, <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's really fun to relive that game through her eyes because she I texted you the other day um, she finished New Donk City uh, while I was in the bedroom watching her mm-hmm. play while I was playing Octopath Traveler and watching her play the festival at the end of New Donk City was just so great um, it, uh, that game is so magical it's stupid good yeah that, that, that remains a great a great moment yeah um so yeah she's she's gonna jump into kirby next we were talking about what games she might want to play um and she's she wants to get stardew valley uh also so um maybe i'll have her on to talk about her experience with mario or um you know something else one of these Mm -hmm. times because she's uh she freaked out because apparently she hasn't had a, an actual gaming system to herself since she was like twelve. So, really? yeah. So this is like hers and hers alone. I'm not, you know, I didn't want to. I it's not that I didn't want to share my Switch. It's just that I play it all the time. So it's yeah, it's hard to hand it off. Um, no room to share. But so, so selfish. I know it's it's because I have to play games to talk to you people about. Um, so yeah. really in the end we can just blame the audience. Um, but I don't want to do that. You just did. <laughs> um, so, so what have you been playing? So I feel like I've been rambling on about Octopath Traveler and, and what I, what Marianne got. Indeed you have. Um, I have been playing, I played through Battleship Brigade, the, um, sort the, puzzle slash brawler rpg game um i forget when it was released it came out a while back um on i I think i'm pretty sure it's on every every console it's a it's a it's a fun little game it's not not too long um but it's the the premise is that you um you go out and and you fight all these monsters to get ingredients that you then take into a kitchen and use in like a match three puzzle game to create dishes um, that judges then uh, determine like they give points to them and, and you have to beat the the opponent it's a it's a pretty fun game it's got a um, really cool uh, hand-drawn looking uh, watercolor kind of art style um, it's fully voiced which is really cool um, it makes me feel bad sometimes when I play it because I want to get through the dialogue and so I'm just kind of skipping through it, uh, even though all of it is voiced. And uh, so um, I kind of kind of feel bad every time I do that. Um, you play, uh, there's a couple of playable characters, which is one of the things that I was disappointed about because you play as this one girl for the majority of it and then in one chapter you're another character. But you play against all these other uh, very unique characters who seem like they would have their own battle and play style but you never actually get to play as them i was hoping when i finished it that there would be like a a versus mode where i could play as different people but alas it is not there um but it's a fun little game that i i enjoyed playing um definitely what system was this on uh, i think i played it on pc I'm pretty sure it's available on everything though on on Xbox, PS4, Switch. Um, yeah, it's a good good game. Pretty good. I also I played through. I didn't play through it, but I played for a little bit the game 20XX, which um, 
recently, like it, it had its actual release. It had previously been in like Steam Early Access. That's when I first got it. Um, but it it actually released. Uh, it's on Switch and, and other stuff. Um, it's like a procedural um, Mega Man X type game. Um, like there's two characters, one that's basically an X clone and one that's a Zero clone. Uh, and you go through randomly generated levels that have um, with with different bosses at the end. And uh, you know it's all right. I played a little bit bit when it when it first came out and uh it's a it's a fun enough game uh, but you know it's not not something i would super recommend but if you if if you can get it for cheap like i did on steam then it's a fun game to play through um that's about it though i i most most of my time playing was was spent with um battleship brigade I didn't. I I didn't have too much time outside of that to to play other stuff. I I did end up finishing uh, Golden Sun though. Nice. Yeah. Um, I wanna I wanna talk about this new uh, syndrome that I developed mm-hmm. the other day. Maybe not developed, but it's something I realized. And I I was laying in bed playing my Switch, and I. I just thought back and I'm like, when was the last time I played my PS4 or my Xbox? And it made me like feel bad for even owning them because I've been neglecting them. And so (laughs) I I don't know what to call this. Uh, If it's like system guilt or... um, like neglect i've got to figure out a name for it like our new game syndrome yeah it's it's gotta we i've got to have a good name for it maybe i'll develop it by next week but it's it's just this weird anxiety i got and it and i have to go and i'm gonna have to make a concerted effort this week to to play something on my console because i <laughs> they've just been sitting there Especially with Octopath Traveler coming out, and um, all last week I was in Seattle, and so I played my Switch the whole time there. I'm playing Hollow Knight, um, so I, I've been I haven't touched my consoles in like two to three weeks. So it's it's kind of funny that you should bring this up now because before we got on the air, I was out um, I was out having dinner with a friend of mine. Uh, and we and I actually brought this up how even when there are um, there are games on Xbox and PS4 that I want to play, um, like I will just not do it because it takes so much more effort. Now, I, of course, it's minimal amount of effort, but it takes much more effort than just pulling the switch off the dock and playing it right there. Right. Um, and it it's. So it's it's funny I I I so yeah I've, I've kind of been experiencing that we were talking about me and my friend were talking about like the the future of consoles and whether or not they're going to adopt a Switch strategy and you know I wish it's one of the reasons I wish all these games were on Switch just because it's so much more convenient to play on it um, like I don't have to sit in front of the TV I can just I can do it wherever like I can I can do it laid laying back in my bed or something. Um, 
So yeah, I I'm right there with you. It is uh, it is weird. I I think it 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 sort of happens in happens in cycles for me where I I will play multiple games on one console and just kind of ignore the other ones. Right. And that that's mostly uh, a product of there not being enough HDMI uh, inputs on my TV. So if I want <laughs> if I want to switch between like the Xbox and the PS4, I have to actually unplug it from the back of it and plug the HDMI cable into the other one. Um, right. So I it's it's more of a thing of practicality for me. But yeah, it, it is weird how like um, I'll be playing games on one console and not really even be interested in the other ones, uh, and then and then it'll it'll change to another console. And I I know that this is going to change come September when Spider Man comes out. I'll I'll definitely be giving a lot of love to my PS4 then, um, and and then Destiny right after it. Yeah, Destiny, and that'll be on my Xbox. Yep. Um, and, and so I mean, yeah, there there's cycles, and right now there isn't anything on Xbox and PS4 that's really pulling me there. But it's it's just kind of it kind of makes me sad because it's like I've spent a good amount of money on these consoles. Yeah. And they're just sitting there being useless. Yeah. And, and it's it's just so difficult because. I just wish that I could play, like, I would love to play Destiny, because Destiny is one of those games that I can play mindlessly while I catch up on TV shows. Yeah. Like, I've been watching <laughs> uh, The Expanse, because your brother recommended it to me, and I recommend it to almost anyone that likes sci-fi. Um, but I've been, like, watching, like, three to four episodes of that in a row, and I can't play my Xbox while I watch a show, but I can play my Switch while I watch a show. Right. And it's huh, it's crazy. It's just something that like really clicked in my brain literally last night and I was like I've got to talk about this on the podcast because I got to see if other people feel this way. Um mm-hmm. especially other people that have multiple consoles. Um and and I mean it it probably the people that are the diehard like fanboys don't feel that way. They're like, "Well, the reason you're sticking to one is cuz it's the best." And it's like, are there really you know, people like that these days? Yes. So I, oh, that's a whole other topic. But I, I thought it was dead, and I have found multiple people that either they're just stuck in the old ways, or it's coming back. But it's just, it's silly. It's it, they all all the systems play games, man. Like it's. I, I'm I'm well past that, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. It is what it is. But yeah, there's definitely people out there like that still. Um, and if you're like that, you can tweet at us that you're like that, and we'll just be confused at why. Um, or I'll try to figure out why. I'll talk to you about it, and I'll be very civil, I promise. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, my brain was clear and fine. I I was just I was enjoying Octopath, and then I had this pang of guilt that I was neglecting my other consoles. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, t- talking about other consoles, I want to bring up the weird Xbox marketing issue they had this past week. Yeah, um, it was humorous. Yeah, it's it kind of makes me. I don't know how this got mixed up. But Microsoft 
Uh, it's Gamescom next month, right? Uh, I guess so. I don't. I don't really know when the dates of these things are. Yeah. Generally, I figure out that they're going on once they start happening. <laughs> um. So Microsoft teased. I think it's Gamescom. They teased that they're going to have. They said the words "new hardware and accessories." Yeah. At Gamescom, and so people that got, got the, very excited. Yeah, that got the internet freaking out because they vaguely mentioned, you know, building towards the future at E3. And so they thought, oh, man, Microsoft is really laying the groundwork. Um, and then they clarified today or late yesterday that it's just going to be new bundles and accessories, not new yeah. hardware. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I mean, I uh, breathed a sigh of relief because I just got an Xbox One X. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not ready for this. This will just make me mad. <laughs> Bit of a, uh, just a little bit of a flub right there. Yeah. But, I mean, usually Microsoft does a good job with their marketing when it comes to that, but that was definitely a uh, slight misstep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's rough. Um, let's see, what other news? Uh, Digimon Survive. Last week, yeah. last we, week we, we heard. Yeah, I brought up that, that, um, they... They said that they were going to announce uh, a, a new Digimon game on the, the 29th of this month on a live stream. But apparently, um, whatever this magazine, uh, I forget what it is, um, V-Jump, they decided to V-Jump the gun and give us the, <laughs> the first details about it. Uh, yeah. And... and I, Look, I'm a, I'm a sucker for any any Digimon game, so I'd, I would probably say it is good no matter what it actually is. But this thing looks it looks cool. It looks good. I'm excited. It <laughs> yeah. is it is a a strategy game um, rather than just like a, a straight up RPG that the previous ones have been, while also incorporating the the real life uh, uh, school drama stuff that that the uh, Digimon story games have incorporated in the past. So I, I am even more excited now for that live stream on the, at the end of the month just to see what else they're gonna they're gonna give us and I was and I was especially surprised that they announced it is going to be on not only PS4 but also the Nintendo switch yeah I told you I told you so what, yeah you apparently told me I I, and I, I, I I didn't believe it was gonna happen I mean I am I'm glad it is because I will absolutely get this on Switch. Um but I I really didn't think it was going to. It cuz they've all they've all just been on PS4. Yeah. And I I mean even though I I say I told you and I I I there's still part of me that didn't believe that it was going to happen until I saw it. Like when I saw it I was still pretty surprised. Yeah. So and frankly, right. more developers should put games on the Switch. Yeah. Because it's just much more convenient to play on. And you know, I would say, I feel bad that we keep saying that every week, but every gaming podcast I listen to they all say the says same it every week. And it's it's true. It's just a convenient console. Um, the only people who would say it are people who do not own a Switch. If you own a Switch, you would rather play all your games on it. It's just a fact. Yeah. 
and not even on your TV. Because, fun fact, I texted Seth about this the other night. Bravely Default looks weird on a TV. Yeah. It's still good looking, but it... You mean, you mean Octopath? Oh, uh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It's fine. It's made by the same team. Yeah. So... True. Um, but it looks weird on the TV, but it looks great in handheld. Uh, you have to get used to it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about something funny, uh, besides me messing up right there. Um, and it's that 2K is now in the second year of having to do some sort of change to their cover art because of NBA trades. Really? Yeah. Because LeBron James is the cover of the collector's oh, that's, edition. That's right. I forgot he was on there. And so yeah. I figured that'd be just a fun, small tidbit to throw out there. They're going to have to try to do something. Because I, I walked into GameStop today, and all the marketing material has him and Cavs, Cavs jerseys everywhere. And that's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh man, it must it must stink to to walk into a GameStop uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> oh man, that it's probably been knocked down. They're, yeah, they probably burned them. Yeah, they're they're not the most forgiving fans in Cleveland. Um, did you uh, do you have any news, or do you just want me to keep rolling? Uh, well, uh, we talked about Comic Con earlier. There was a a, a new trailer for the spider-man game on ps4 which you know by itself was a cool thing but they also debuted this this new branded playstation 4 pro um with the it's it's like this this bright red color with with the white uh spider-man insignia on it it is yes uh it's absolutely phenomenal i it is it's it's one of the most beautiful consoles i have ever seen it's, it's I showed it's I showed it to my stuff. friend and he was like, uh, I might have to buy a PS4 now. <laughs> it, uh, it, it is just it's a work of art. Not only it's fan- for the fantastic, great game, but yeah, I mean. and there and there was new stuff in the game too, which uh, I mean, it, it it's not a whole lot after the 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 E3 trailer where there was a lot of lot of stuff in, or I guess that was a gameplay demo, but you know there's. The, the I guess the one the cool thing about it was that it showed off uh, Mary Jane, who I, well who I presume is Mary Jane and uh, Miles Morales, he finally yep. has showed up, and it 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 does, I, I I couldn't tell like he was wearing a sort of a a Spider Man esque shirt, but yeah, I don't know I if that. if they were like like they were talking as if he was a spider-man but i couldn't tell i mean of course he's gonna be a spider-man in the game but uh, i'm interested to see how that will work and there was a cool new suit that they showed off the velocity velocity suit suit. um they did tease if you notice in the trailer um something i noted down it looked like because there was of course that reveal a while back that me and you kind of were confused about um, that MJ will be playable in the game. Right. Um, parts of the, the trailer look like she's going to be used in stealth yeah, like, that, portions. Yeah, that does make sense. Because that, that it, it, that it, she seems to be infiltrating uh, 
What's that thing called? Oscorp? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Norman Norman Osborn was a prominent part of the of the trailer as well. And Silver Sable, which was announced for yeah in this trailer. Yep, seems to just be like a bodyguard, basically. Yeah, it's it's very interesting that. I mean, they it's kind of like a if you watch Arrow or some like a Team Arrow type thing where. Um, both Miles Morales and MJ are talking to Spider-Man or Peter Parker and like they're trying to set up plans for him. So it'll be interesting to see if, if during some big missions and stuff, you have to like get Intel as MJ and like how the mission structure for this game is going to be. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Um, yeah, every, everything. As they show more of the game, it looks even better. Yeah, which is rare. So I'm yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, oh man, I've been so excited since the first very cinematic. It was all cinematic. The trailer, I think it was like three years ago. Yeah, and everything has looked great since. Yep. Um, speaking of other stuff for Comic-Con, uh, apparently there's a Spyro panel this week and the Spyro Trilogy website apparently for a little bit had the Nintendo Switch as an available platform on the website and then it was taken down very quickly. Yeah, um, it's weird because it seemed like it's been pretty much common knowledge that the game is going to come out on Switch because basically anytime anyone has talked about it, they have they've basically acted like it is a known fact but for some reason they're still holding up their sleeves if it's as if it's going to be some big surprise thing yeah but it is cool that it'll it'll be it'll be on it which i did a good job this week of tricking marianne into um i was like hey marianne is it like you don't play it enough can i trade in the crash trilogy for the ps4 towards octopath Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I guess it's fine. I guess I'll just never play it again. And I got it for her for the Switch. And oh, she that's had funny. no clue. So that was, she was bummed that I traded it in until I picked her up from work and it was in the passenger seat. And then she freaked it's, out. It's crazy that this, there's going to be a day where both uh, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot are going to be on a Nintendo platform. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that? I mean, I never would have. I remember the marketing campaign back in the day, and it, it was in magazines and stuff, where they had Crash Bandicoot outside of Nintendo's headquarters. Yes. And he was, like, talking <laughs> oh, yeah, trash that, and stuff. That giant Crash suit. Yeah. That thing was and amazing. It's so crazy that now those games are just getting pushed onto other consoles when they were big Sony exclusives. Yep. Um Gives me some hope that maybe Jack and Daxter and Parappa the Rapper might get other loves. Oh, Parappa the Rapper, yeah. Dude, that would be perfect on Switch. Yeah, I would love that. I mean, Luminez came over, so yep. Bring over more music games. I um, agree. I agree. Give me that rhythm heaven. That's <laughs> what I want. It's probably um, never gonna happen, but yeah. Other Comic Con news, uh, like we talked about last week. Um, Mario Kart did get some add-ons, um, for the, 
basically uh, the Breath of the Wild Master Cycle uh, is going to get put into Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. And so is Link's tunic from Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, it's good uh, for him in the game. It is. It's pretty cool. I really hope this is not what they meant by there were more things coming. Yeah. Uh, I, well, me too, uh, not but... all they meant, rather. Uh, so let's hope. Let's hope there's still more stuff in store. Um. So, uh, do you do you got anything else over there? Yes, uh, and um, Ubisoft they they kind of slyly announced in like a, a quarterly earnings report that they are that Stick of Truth uh, is finally coming to the Nintendo Switch. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, did you ever play? End up playing through uh, the fractured butthole? Man, I got like halfway through it, and then I got distracted by another game. Yeah, as 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 you do. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the. I'm surprised it's taken so long, uh, but yeah, Stick of Truth is finally going to be on there. You'll be able to access the whole, the whole uh, du- duology, uh, and and I think the the, the final uh, fractured butthole DLC is coming out pretty soon too. Um, Ooh, yeah. There was also I think the first I think you tagged me in a tweet about this uh, to show it to me, but. Um, you, you will recall that when the Mega Man Legacy Collection came out, there was a, oh, a mysterious yes. piece of art uh, in it that was looked a lot different. Um, that you know, first people speculated it might have been from a canceled game, um, and then it, it turned it, it, it turned out to be that it was um, it was concept art for Mega Man Nine. Which, or, or rather, no. What's the one? Like, 11? 12? Yeah. I don't 11. know. Yeah, Mega Man 11. The forthcoming Mega Man 11. Uh, so it was teased all the way back in that. Um, and and it appears that in the art book for Mega Man X Legacy Collection, I think that's what it's called, um, mm-hmm. there is, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different um, little parts. Like, it's divided up for the different games. And then to the right of the Mega Man X8 uh, section, it says something like, uh, X's battle is not yet over. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not something... It is, it is simultaneously not as concrete and more concrete as the, as the Mega Man 11 tease. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there's no actual art, but they are saying that something... They're pretty much saying that, rather, that something is going to be coming for Mega Man X... So, that that was very exciting for me. You know, yeah. I grew up, Mega Man X was like my favorite game. Um, X1 through 3 on, on the Super Nintendo were great. And then X4 was also great. And the rest are, are not not exactly good games, but, you know, I, I've played them. Uh, cool. But yeah, I'm... So with as good as Mega Man 11 looks, if they can put that kind of effort into Mega Man X9, oh boy, I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah, that will be great. Yep. I was I was excited when I saw that tweet and I was like, "Oh, I got to send this to Seth." Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And hope you see it. Um I did. <laughs> so did you did you see this uncharted fan film that uh um Oh my gosh. I've Nathan Fillion. Yeah, Nathan Fillion. 
I have not uh, watched it, but I have seen stuff about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's only about fifteen minutes, so um, it's you know it's definitely easy to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's very good. It's I would say it's on par with um, some of the other weird little fan films that have come out on YouTube, like Thomas Jane did one for The Punisher. And a couple other ones. Um, But I I do love to see uh, actors that are passionate about stuff like that um, actually go through and do things even though they won't get paid for it because they can't. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because they're not allowed to. Yeah, so they can use the names and everything as long as they're not, you know, uh, getting paid. Yeah, that Um, was like... um... There was a a big Kickstarter for a Doctor Horrible sing along blog board game that had a lot of it, it, it got a lot of popu- like a lot of attention and but then it turned out they didn't have the license for it so they had to cancel it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, our f- one of one of my favorite uh, gaming podcasts besides this one, uh, Kotaku Split Screen, did a interview with Nathan Fillion, um, talking to him about the the movie and basically just the fact that it's uh it is just a fan film it's not going to lead to anything expansive as far as right. we know um and they they talked a little bit about some destiny news in there um mm-hmm. and I didn't pick this up in any of the trailers but uh Nathan Fillion actually was too busy to voice Cade 6 for the new expansion so right. Nolan North is voicing Cade Six, um, which, as we know, between Nolan North and Troy Baker, they can do just about any voice on the planet. Uh, That's true. Oddly enough, <laughs> so if you, if you, if you're ever missing uh, and you need to uh, <laughs> need someone to call into work, yeah, for uh, you, just uh, get a hold get, of them. Yeah, they'll they'll do it. They don't even need to hear your voice to know what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, that is interesting that um, he says he was too busy, which, you know, I have no reason to doubt him. But you do wonder if, if uh, Bungie wanted to pay him to come back. Yeah, he's expensive. He's got to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. One of the thing, one of the tidbits I saw is that uh, he said that he he does not believe that Cade 6 is going to remain dead. But yeah. Bungie, Bungie, they're pretty adamant that, that he's gone. Yeah, they. Um, I didn't pick this detail up in the trailer, but Jason Schreier even brought it up that they made sure in the trailer that they also shot his ghost Yeah. Um, after they killed him. And so... Terrible. Yeah, I know. Really, though, I, I, I don't... I, I understand, like, the implications of that, but the ghosts were the thing that the Traveler sent out when it died so to, uh, for people to still access back. the power. But the Traveler is... It's alive again. It's so alive, it baby. Just, it could, it could revive, revive Kate if it wanted to, presumably. Yeah, he, he joked around that he would love to do a prequel uh, with Cade 1 through 5. Yeah. And I... <laughs> It makes me wonder if he tipped their hand a little bit because that's only ever been like a 
I don't know if that was ever confirmed as canon, if there was a Cade 1 through 5. Well, they, they said that the number after the, the exo names, or which are the robots that Cade 6 is, are the like the the versions of them basically like every time they they are rebooted they they have oh, like gotcha. new personalities and they get another number on uh, they go up one number so there was an original Cade and then there was Cade two and three and four and five and at six see I I have not delved as deep into the Destiny lore uh, as that far so good oh. to know though I don't think it's that deep I think like they. The the gunsmith tells you about it. Oh, yeah, he's like he's, he's like number forty three or something. Yeah, he's been rebooted a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we see maybe maybe he'll Cade seven. He'll be like the uh, the elusive uh, the race of of enemies that you know they'll keep teasing it, but they'll never show up. No, that won't happen till Destiny three. Uh Sorry, I'm just. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, the the only other news I've got is uh, one small piece of news and a bigger piece. Um, that uh, the Dragon Ball Fighter Z beta is coming next month for the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. and I that was actually oddly enough it was news that was buried by uh, the base Vegeta and base Goku DLC announcement. Right. Um, I feel that it's almost a bigger piece of news than more DLC for that game, which has like seven versions of Goku and Vegeta in it already. True. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's good news because uh, we did see, uh, of course, in the Nintendo Direct that that is coming. And now we have a little bit more concrete proof of that. Um, I, I want to know what they are going to do when they inevitably add uh, the new Broly. Ooh, yeah. Because, like, they already have a guy named Broly. What are they going to call the new guy? Real Broly? Real. Because <laughs> the old ones, he's not, he's not, he's not even in the continuity anymore. Yeah. He never was. He's, but he's... there's now an, a canonical Broly. Maybe they'll re, they'll reskin him. Or no, but he, he looks different, too. Like, he's got, he's a different pro- proportions oh yeah true different hair different different clothes i don't know and i wonder how long after the movie comes out will he be released yeah i don't know that's definitely because i'm pretty sure they're getting close to the end of the characters that have been data mined all that long time ago i think um kefla is the only one left that has not been released um so yeah and and they recently said that they're or something, I don't know, but I remember there was news that that there are more plans. There are plans for more characters in Fighter Z once the this wave of of new characters is is gone. Man, I'm ready to play that game. I yeah yeah, I'm excited. I mean, you could have played it by now if you really wanted to. Yeah, but I held out. Um. And the last bit of news I have was a big trailer that was released this past week um, is No Man's Sky Next is coming uh, July yes. 24th as a free update. I um, had actually totally forgot, even though I watched the trailer before we started recording, it, it completely left my mind. So I'm glad you brought it up. Um, 
this makes the game look like it was supposed to. Um, so that's good. We'll see if it actually delivers on some of the cool stuff it shows. It shows actual multiplayer. Um, it shows actual multiplayer flying and exploring the universe together. And we'll see. I, I mean, so yeah, I yeah. So that is definitely the biggest, the biggest deal with it, uh, and that you can. And the other thing, like they made a point that the whole, the whole trailer happens in third person, which is which is the uh, also a new thing. Like your character now has an actual model rather than being like a floating orb of light or something. Um, but I don't know. Like I watched it. It's it's definitely interesting looking, but it it seems to mostly just be the same game. Yeah. Um, which, you know, there are a lot of people who really like No Man's Sky. Um, there's supposedly the last big update that they did add a, a lot of things to do. Um, I tried to play it then, but you know, couldn't really get into it too much. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It, it definitely, it seems like it would be a lot more fun to go through uh, the the universe with, with a buddy. Which, you know, much like many games are, many, many mediocre games are vastly improved by having someone to tag along with. Um, as we, as we uh, talked about at length with Far Cry 5. Yeah, definitely. That game was saved by being able to play it with a friend. Yeah. Because I, I definitely would not have even bothered beating it past like the first third of the game if yeah. we didn't play it together. Yeah, me either. I mean, there were the times. That, yeah, well, we talked about it so much. I don't want to bring it up. Yeah, uh, but it, it, Far Cry Five, by the way, also had like uh, the Mars DLC came out, which apparently is not great. Oh, well, to all you that bought the season pass, sorry. Yeah, too bad. But you know. So, uh, was there any other news you had over there? Um, not really. There was the the last thing that is kind of kind of sad. A little bit. Um, that it, it happened today. The the illustrator of the Golden Sun series, Hiroshi Kajiyama, uh, who also did like Shining Force uh, and and probably other other games for Camelot, he he passed away today. So that uh -oh. is kind of disappointing, especially coming off the heels of me replaying through the games. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yep. But sorry to uh. Ended on on such a sad note, though. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know where else to take it besides. Um, I'm glad that the world didn't die when they opened that uh, black sarcophagus in Egypt. Oh, did they open that? Yep, they what opened was in it? it. And uh, just bones, soupy bones. Yeah, that makes sense. It is um, a sarcophagus. And uh, the only other sad, I mean, we can end it on other sad news, is that if you want to buy Octopath Traveler, you have to buy it digitally because it is sold out physically everywhere. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, um... I mean, I guess I sort of get it because it is uh, kind of like a niche JRPG that you might not expect it to have the, the sort of demand that it did, but it's insane that it's completely sold out. Yeah, Japan in Japan they have signs up in stores um, because they just don't know when they're going to get another allocation of games. Yeah, like they, it's 
it is rough out there if you want a copy of this game like fire emblem uh what was the what was the one with crom awakening yeah fire emblem awakening and pokemon conquest level scarcity of this game oh man so pokemon conquest now there was a great game yeah and I believe right now Octopath Traveler is still number one on bestsellers digitally because yeah. it's the only which is way insane. Usually, usually those charts are all like little indie games that cost like fifteen dollars, and here is a full sixty dollar game. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, good on good on Square Enix. They they made a game people want to play. Yeah. So, uh, with that. Um, we're going to uh, bid you adieu, and please share us with your friends, family, and uh, even your enemies, as we like to say. Um, subject them to our voices. Uh, yeah. If you uh, hate us, then they might also. Yeah. And Or they'll love us, and you'll get, have another reason to hate them. So, yep. Uh, it's a win-win, really. Yeah. Any, in any instance... If you share with your enemies, there's no way it can come back to bite you. Um, you know, uh, follow us on all the social medias at Suplex the Sticks. Uh, mm-hmm. We're doing more to reach out on the social media. Um, so interact with us on there, please. It's not fun to shout out into the void and not get anything back. Uh, but we'll continue shouting. And uh, we hope you guys tune in next week um, where we will be... I'll be talking about whether or not Octopath Traveler is certified because I should be well over halfway through that game and even done with some of the character storylines. You can't. Um, you have to beat the game to certify it, David. Well, that's the. This was like this is the reason that so many people were mad was because people weren't finishing the game and they were saying it wasn't good. Ah, uh, that's true. All right. Well, with this game, I'll do that. I can't. I, I I will beat the game before I certify it. Yeah, you will not have beat it by next week. Also, so that's true. Don't think that's coming. <laughs> but maybe maybe it'll surprise us. But you probably. But, uh, but I'll maybe. make sure to play something so I can give you guys some new insight. And um, yeah, so tune in next week, and uh, we'll you'll hear from us then. Bye. Adios.